Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the ocean. How's everybody today? Hey, what's up, Bob Lord? What's up, Tim Kane and Jordan Shepard? Felicia Martinez, what's going on? And Kevin Holmes, Liddell. Got a few guys coming by to do a little of that fishing. Of course, we'll be doing that social distancing. Lines in the sand. You stay in your area. I'll stay in my area. What's up, Britt? What's up, Kevin? Good morning, Rachel. Uh, Yeah, Britt. Britt wants to be on the next podcast. Well, you never know, Britt. (laughs) Oh, my God. You just made me snort. You never know. I'm doing good, Tom. How are you? Uh, Yeah, I'm happy. I mean, even a shitty day at the beach is a good day for me. Don't have to deal with that whole mask crap. Now, if you wear a mask, it's political. How, How did we get here? No, I'm wearing a mask so I don't give my family the coronavirus or, or my friends or my coworkers if I'm lucky to have a job or the people at the supermarket while I'm trying to find a goddamn roll of toilet paper. But now it's political. If you wear a mask, you're a libtard, you're a snowflake, you're paranoid. We're just all pawns in the game, man. That's what Jason says. And Brandon says, yeah, it's a joke. I mean, a lot of people are following Trump's lead. He makes fun of Biden for wearing that mask, that black uh, mask. I didn't didn't even think he looked that bad. And I'm not a fan of Biden. I'm not a fan of Trump. But as far as the mask goes, you know, the black black mask he was wearing, it it was okay. It worked. And then Trump uh, reposts that picture and makes fun of him. Then he makes fun of a reporter at one of those uh, news conferences, basically saying, take your mask off and... And the guy's like, no, I don't want to because I'm trying to protect myself and others around me. And then Trump kind of mocks him. That's where we're at, people. You wear a mask, you're a libtard, you're a snowflake, and you don't think this is uh, bullshit. I, I, don't, I don't like that strategy. I, I, I sure wish we could all come together, at least on the mask thing. And then Alyssa Milano, she posts that picture of her wearing a, cro- a crocheted uh, mask with her family, with her little cute family, and everyone is attacking her. And look, I don't like Alyssa Milano whatsoever. But then it turns out there was a filter under the mask, so actually it was a good mask, but people are like, look how stupid she looks. She's got a crocheted mask on, and that's not going to do shit as far as the coronavirus goes, and everyone's in an uproar yelling and screaming back and forth. Sounded like Scott Farrell there for a second. And I saw that picture of uh, Alyssa Milano and went, there you go. That gives a lot of people an excuse, a reason to start pointing at you for wearing a mask. A reason to call you a libtard and a snowflake because you're trying to do the right thing. Am I the only one that doesn't like Biden and doesn't like Trump? I pray there are more people out there like me. I don't like our choices, my friends. I don't like them at all. I don't think Trump gives a fuck about me. He doesn't give a fuck about you. He doesn't give a fuck about your family. None of that shit. And then Biden, I think he's suffering from the dementia. He has a lot of weird clips every day. My favorite was the one that uh, Joe Biden's going to beat Joe Biden. (laughs) What? I'm here to say I'm going to beat Joe Biden. Oh, boy. I think as a country, we deserve better than uh, these two guys. 
I'd vote for Bill Clinton, Rachel says. Damn. Good old Bill Clinton. Oh, good. Christopher. All right, we got a few people. He's with me. He says he doesn't like either side right now. Uh, that's good. And Trump also has dementia. I, 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 I guess uh, Elizabeth is saying that on the, uh, uh, on the chat here. Uh, yeah, I think he's got some, something going on as well. It's just crazy. We talk about being the greatest country in the world, and these are our choices. I, I, I can't imagine that these are our best choices for the next president of the United States. And then yesterday, Biden is doing an interview, and it, it sounded like he had an old man fart. You guys should search out that video. I'll try to post it on my Twitter, but sure sounded like he had a real wet old manny fart. And they're trying to figure if it, if it was him or the other guy, but I'm like, no, man, that was Joe Biden farting, and he needs to check his pants. I think I think he had something squishing out after that one. And I'm sitting there going, these are our guys that we have to vote for. I don't I don't like that at all. But I'm wearing a mask, and it's not because I'm a libtard or a snowflake. I continue to take this very seriously. We're up to 102,000 Americans that have died from this thing. Yeah, but oh, 98% of the people will, will recover from this. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's put the facts out there. You're right. But if you're one of the 2%, that really fucking sucks now, doesn't it? And there's no guarantee that you're, you're going to be the person that survives it. Uh, Ed Mex Hernandez. Trump has diarrhea of the mouth. LOL. But he's my president. All right. I just don't believe a president can make my life better, my family uh, family's life better, my extended family's life better. I don't believe that um, a president actually makes our lives that much better. And I think most people believe that at this point. They know it's all bullshit. It's tribalism. You want to at least brag that my guy's better than your guy. My team's better than your team. But in the end, it's hard to believe that a majority of this country really believes that no matter who the president of the United States is, they're going to make our, our lives that much better. Oh, they'll make it a, a bit better. They'll make it better by a smidge. My life is better by a smidge because Trump's in office. And then let's say Biden's in office. Oh, my life is better by a smidge. <laughs> we're still working our asses off. We're still uh, paying way too much for health insurance. It's nonsense, my brothers and sisters. It's nonsense. And I know that pisses off a lot of you people. But what, what am I? Oh, there's the oof. There's Dave Rice with the oof. Looks like Dave was triggered by what I just had to say. But it is the truth. I've had so many presidents at this point in my life. So many. And I can't think of one president that actually made my life better. And I've been fortunate with the radio career. Oh, now Dave's LOL. And okay, that's fair enough. You know what? You don't even have to agree with me. I'm just doing some of that free thinking. And if you agree, great. If you disagree, great. It's all good, man. I got diarrhea of the mouth just like everybody else. Oh, it was the voice? You don't like what I say? By a smidge! <laughs> I'm just trying to be obnoxious. <laughs> but fair enough. If you don't like that, that's okay. That's all right by me. But let's get back to the point. Uh, I've had a lot of presidents in my life. 
And I've been fortunate with the radio thing and made a lot of money, had a lot of success. I, I can't think of one president that actually made my life that much better. And I, I'm, I'm not a normal case. I, I understand that. But if I looked at my extended family, you know, I'm one of seven, eight, nine kids. And now they all have kids with jobs. And I got a million cousins on my dad's side. None of them could honestly say that one president in their lifetime made their life that much better, where they didn't have to work so hard, where both parents didn't have to leave the house to go to work, where their health insurance was so great. They're like, holy shit, look what this guy's doing for me and my family. I mean, if you, if you got one out there, I would love to hear it. I would love to hear which president made our lives that much better. I just like the show. I enjoy Trump for that reason. I like the show. I like that he's uh, just a complete and utter asshole every day. I just, I just laugh. I just laugh at it. He's a dick. And he's very entertaining. But he's just a dick with no empathy whatsoever. He don't give a fuck that 102,000 Americans have died from the coronavirus. He don't care. I know he put out a tweet, but it was so obvious that it was well-worded and someone else wrote it for him because they're like, yo, dude, you know. You got to shed a tear for, for the 102,000 people that have lost their lives from the coronavirus. And he's like, but I got a fucking golf game to get to. I want to say tea time there. That's why I paused. I'm an idiot. That's okay. Bob Lord, Minneapolis is a burning. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are pissed off. Another, uh, another black man is, is dead, thanks to the police. I'm a big supporter of the police in general. Um... And I think most of us should be. But like any profession, there's bad ones, really bad ones. And those guys really fucked up. I just don't understand. So you're really, really angry. What, yeah, yeah, you loot a Target to get a TV? That part of this I don't understand. And maybe thank God I don't understand that because my circumstances are different. I don't understand why you, you burn down your, your whole community over, over uh, injustice. I'm with you with the injustice. All in with the injustice. All in. But I just can't even imagine where that leads to um, uh, looting. I even understand the rioting at, uh, to a point because, you know, the anger gets the best of you. But then you're like, I got to get me some TVs. <laughs> Uh, loot your own community. It, it, it makes uh, no sense. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think at the least what you should do is go to the town uh, next to you, right? Keep your town all pristine and shit. Go to the next town over and get your, get your TV and whatever else you need. For your man cave. But uh, yeah, the cops really fucked up. Uh, the looters are all retards, Mike says. I, I don't know if they're retards. I, I just don't understand that. I'm not quick to judge. I'm quick to try to understand, if that makes sense. To me, it doesn't make any sense to loot and riot in your, whole, your own neighborhood and burn it down. I don't understand that. Ooh, a bumblebee. Hold on. We interrupt this live broadcast for a bumblebee. Do these things bite? Look at that. Oh, you can't see it because you chose not to click on my, on my, uh, my live stream. That thing was scary. Oh, that was a carpenter bee? They won't hurt anything? All right, good. It's those sons of bitches yellow jackets, right? I remember I was at my nephew's football game, 
And I was horrified because he, he started football when he was very, very young. So after every play, half the kids would run off the field uh, crying and yelling out for their moms and mommies. And I'm like, this is, this is horrifying. Who would put their kid through this? <laughs> but I remember going into the Port-A-John, and I, uh, I'm taking a leak, and I see a yellow jacket in the corner of the, the porta potty And you know how they say, make a beeline? This thing made a beeline and stung me right on the neck because it felt threatened because it was cornered. I hate the yellow jackets. Oh, that was a murder hornet? Kevin Holmes and Liddell. I'm not worried about the murder hornets. I'll tell you why. Because, um, well, they always do this. The murder hornets have made it to America. Well, that means the murder hornets are living somewhere else in the world, right? And there's not a lot of news stories on them where they're taking out a lot of humans or anything. That's why I'm not scared. I, I use my, my brain. I use that logic thing. Because they just don't appear, appear out of nowhere. They're, they're somewhere else living and breathing and bothering people, but it, it doesn't seem like it's a huge issue wherever they are before they made it to America. So I say, fuck the murder hornet, right in its little hornet's ass. That's what I say. Uh, what else? Oh, the Chris Rock thing. I call it the Chris Rock thing. It's really the Jimmy Fallon thing. Jimmy Fallon did an impression of Chris Rock. 20 years ago and he's apologizing and I'm screaming at Twitter don't apologize what are you doing you should never apologize for something you did 20 years ago especially if 20 years ago that thing was not an issue back in 2000 when Jimmy Fallon did a perfect impression of Chris Rock with blackface there was no uproar whatsoever now I understand times are different and people are really not supposed to do the blackface, which I think is bullshit. Because I think in comedy, anything goes. Comedy's all about finding where the line is, finding where people's comfortability is, and jumping over that line with two fucking feet and exploring that area. That's where the great comedy comes from. So back in the day, Jimmy Fallon's doing a great impression of Chris Rock with the black face. Everyone's laughing their asses off. No one has a problem with it 20 years later because we're all on the Internet just looking for stuff to get people in trouble. They come upon that. Someone posts it. And all of a sudden, it's a big fucking deal. And then Jimmy Fallon apologized. I, I, you know, he, he works for a big corporation, so I'm sure he was feeling the heat. But it's a fake apology. If it was up to him, he wouldn't apologize. He's a comedian. He understands there was no hate in his heart when he was doing the blackface Chris Rock impression back in 2000. Shouldn't be a big deal, especially with SNL. I mean, they've, they've had people do the blackface on SNL for forever. Uh, Billy Crystal, back in the day, did the Sammy Davis Jr. impression with the blackface. Eddie Murphy did his famous uh, white guy impression going the other way with this. And I'm sure there's other examples from SNL alone. Um... My favorite blackface comedy moment of all time, though, has to be Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Oh, my God, was that hilarious. But everyone jumping on Jimmy Fallon, they're just not being honest with themselves. He was going for a joke. He was uh, doing some comedy, and that should be okay. I'll tell you this, though. If you're a comedian 
and uh, you're planning on doing the blackface thing, you better make damn sure that it's very, very funny. That's the only rule I would put in place because people are quick to, to attack you and go, go after you. So if you're going to go down that road, you better be brave enough and make sure the damn thing is really, really funny. What is uh, saddened me about the Jimmy Fallon thing, I don't think Chris Rock has commented because he's in a tough spot. One tweet from Chris Rock going, oh, my God, leave Jimmy Fallon alone. That would be it as far as the controversy goes. Um, but I haven't seen Chris Rock comment about this at all. Uh, he, he's got to stick up for his fellow comedians, but he also has to stick up for, for his tribe. So maybe he's in his multi-million dollar uh, mansion there in New Jersey, like just pacing, going, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I wish I could do the Chris Rock. But uh, Chris Rock tweets, no comment at all. That's, that's bad. Really, Jason? Wow, that's bad. That's, that's not good at all, man. He's got he's to stick up for his boy. Uh-oh. I said boy. That could be a problem. Nah, he's got to stick up for, for Jimmy Fallon, right? If they continue to attack comedy, it's the end of fucking laughter. 100% right, man. That's what comedy's all about. You go into those taboo areas, those, those areas that make people uncomfortable, and you make them laugh over their uncomfortability. Yeah, I know. Blazing Saddles couldn't be made today. You're, you're 100% right, which is too bad. That movie was really, really funny. Man, if Mel Brooks didn't take the piss out of a lot of things. Although it pisses me off to this day that Richard Pryor was supposed to be the sheriff. And I don't know, I think it was his drug problem or something that that never happened. And it also pisses me off, Blazing Saddles, that the movie just ends. Mel Brooks is like, all right, I think we've done enough here. So let's just end this with some giant fight in the cafeteria. (laughs) When I was growing up, we had some of the greatest comedies ever, but they didn't know how to end them. Caddyshack's another one. All right, we did enough here, so let's just blow up the whole golf course. It it, it made no sense as far as the rest of the movie goes. (sighs) But, yeah, Chris Rock should absolutely say something about the the Jimmy Fallon situation, and Jimmy Fallon should have nothing to worry about. That leads me into uh, another controversial topic. Um, There are people getting in trouble. You can look this up, too. Uh, for singing rap lyrics that have the N-word in it. So, you know, there's a, there's a song out there that has the N-word in it a lot, and you, you like the song, and you like singing along to your music, and you also like to put stuff on your social media. So you're singing the N-word. Next thing you know, people are getting fired over that. And when it comes to N-words in, in songs, that, that should be off limits, too. You should be able to sing that song how the artist meant it to be. Might be some kind of trap for Whitey. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense at all. And then the black community also gets pissed off if you're a white person singing one of these songs with the N-word in it. We have just lost our fucking minds, man. I mean, I'm not brave enough to actually sing the N-word in in a lot of these songs, you know? I'll I'll be real with you. But if if you're brave enough... You shouldn't lose your job over it, right? Why is your voice cracking? Uh, I don't know. Because I'm leaning way back in this chair. And I'm actually not used to doing this on a regular basis anymore. So, I don't know. 
Uh, I could I could get a sip of water for you if that helps. Sorry, my voice is cracking. <clears throat> How's that? I cleared my throat. I'm sitting up properly, so I could have a good broadcast voice for everybody. Uh, no reason on the voice. I mean, I discovered that you wear a mask out in public and you clean your hands a lot. You don't get sick. I wish I knew this years ago. I was really bad at at uh, washing my hands. And uh, <laughs> and I would just get sick all the time with just dumb colds, the flu every year. Hey, what's up, Mark? How are you, buddy? Cheers right back to you, Brandon. Right back to you. Yeah, I'm going through puberty. That's why. When it's time to change. <laughs> uh, hey, Mike, love you back. How's California? I saw a great video from California. I think it was yesterday. Those kids are like, fuck you assholes. We're getting the sand out of our skate park. Did you guys see that video? I thought that was a dick move. I I really believe that we got to do the right thing and we got to stay home and we got to social distance and all that. And uh, for the most part, I think local government was taking care of their people. But out there in California, Venice Beach, uh, they decided they didn't want the kids skateboarding in that skate park so they filled it in with sand what the fuck that's a bit extreme so what they did yesterday they got a whole bunch of red buckets and they got a fire line basically and they were scooping the sand out of their damn skate park and uh, i thought the video was really really cool having the whole community work together i just don't understand all these people that went from Let's stay in our houses and do the right thing to fuck it. We have to live our lives and and they're getting themselves into very, very crowded situations. I don't understand the mindset of that. I don't understand the mentality of just saying fuck it. I understand the mentality that we got to get back out there and we got to live our lives. I completely understand that. But to just throw it all away and just start hanging out in crowds again and, and in uh, very crowded swimming pools and very crowded beaches and bars, I don't get that. I don't understand why you would do that. Uh, stay scared. Are you making fun by saying stay scared? Because I am still scared. I'm absolutely still scared. Facts over fear, Ope. What are, the, what are the facts? The facts are 102,000 people have died from the coronavirus. That's all I need to know. And now these numbers are starting to spike in areas that uh, reopened. Those are the facts I'm going with. Anything that kills 102,000 people in your country in less than three months, that's what I, uh, that's what I focus on. Facts over fear. I think the fear is real. But I also think you could open up safely. But you need the people to be smart, to continue to be smart. And for some reason, when that warm weather hit, people were like, oh, enough of this shit. And they, uh, they threw it all away. And honestly, let's, sure, honestly, most of the people that threw it away and said, I'm just going to live my life, give me liberty or give me death. Honestly, most of the people that threw it away and said, fuck it. And just went back out there like it was uh, January. I know most of those people will survive. I get that. But I don't know. I think the rest of us really should still be trying to play it safe here. Figure out the balance between 
playing it safe and uh, going about our lives. That's where I'm at. But the solution can't be worse than the problem. Yuck. (laughs) I'd be scared if I lived in New York City too. Thank you, Mike. No, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I don't have to be in New York City on a regular basis. Uh, The people that are still there, they've... um, They've told me it's really, really scary, really scary because you don't have a choice. You know, most of us, when we decide to go to a supermarket and do some of that shopping, you know, in general, there's not a lot of people in the store and people are doing the right thing and social distancing and they're turning their heads as they pass you in an aisle. But in New York, there's just too many people. It's really hard to do all those things. And there's a lot of people that are still riding the subways because they have no choice. And the subways are crowded and every supermarket is crowded. And those supermarkets are small to begin with, with very, very narrow uh, aisles. So you can't avoid people. That's what makes New York City so much scarier. Just living in one of those big buildings, just going downstairs to, to uh, check your mail. You're in a, a crowded elevator with people. There's just too many people to do the social distancing uh, properly. Uh, my brother lives in New York City, and it's not as bad as you hear. Stop already. There you go, Julia. Julia is saying stop already, that it's not as bad in New York. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. It's fucking tribalism. Most of these people's opinions are based on what political party they believe in. And I said this a long time ago, the coronavirus should never have been political. We should have all... Look at all the people laughing. Thank you for being with me on that. New York City is is really bad. (sighs) We shouldn't have made the coronavirus political. That was just so dumb on our parts. Yeah, Lou says it. New York City's a dumpster fire right now. It sure is. And then there's that whole, uh, you're damned if you do uh, and you're damned if you don't. Um, for the people that don't think New York City is, is as bad as they're saying, uh, I'm here to say it is because I've gone in enough and I have enough connections in New York City where it is really scary and it's really, really bad. Um, just imagine how much worse it would have been if everyone decided not to do the right thing and stay indoors for the last two or three months. Okay? Even with that, we had a lot of people die in New York City. A lot. Believe me, the New York politicians are completely making it political. Robert, you ready for this? I'm going to surprise you. You are correct. Even though I like the Cuomo, not a fan of the nipple uh, rings. Not a fan. He's got the nipple rings and the white t-shirt that's almost see-through. It's a little weird. It's a little strange for all of us. But there's not a politician alive that doesn't make things political. I think Cuomo less than others. But even if Cuomo was president, I wouldn't be jumping up and down excited, thinking my life would change drastically. Politicians, it's in their DNA. They got to make everything political. New York City's always been a dumpster fire. It's just a dumpster fire with a lot to do. So you must, hold on. So you must ride on a little train with two bums screwing beside you to get anywhere. Well, I mean, in all my years riding the subways, I never saw two bums having sex next to me I've seen them jerk off I've seen them pee I've seen a lot of the TB coughing and I, I I've seen some dumping a homeless man dumping on the on the subway 
but I never saw two homeless guys screwing next to me as I'm trying to go downtown where all the fancy people hang out. And Julia Marie says, you know, it's all Trump's fault. I think Trump could have done a better job, but I'm not willing to put all the blame on him either. So, so there you go. So there you go. 